Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hello, everyone. It's David Jalian, and this is a special edition of the CNN Political Briefing. June is Pride Month, and this year, advocates were hoping that this commemoration would also mark a step forward for gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender Americans under a Democratic administration. We want to wish you a happy Pride Month and let you know how proud we are to stand with you this month and every month. But even with Democratic control in Washington, significant legislative progress has run into a wall of opposition in the United States Senate. So today, we're going to walk through some of the history of Pride Month, what the Biden administration has accomplished so far in this area, and the challenges that lie ahead in its push for LGBTQ civil rights. These days, Pride Month festivities, parades, and charity events happen every June around the country. It's been an official commemoration since June 1999. That's when President Clinton first declared June to be Gay and Lesbian Pride Month. Ten years later, President Obama expanded the observance to include the bisexual and transgender communities. We've got a lot of work to do to live up to the ideals on which we were founded and to preserve the American dream in our time for everybody, whether they're gay or straight or lesbian or transgender. But Pride Month has a much deeper historical significance. It all goes back to one night, June 28, 1969, in Greenwich Village, New York City, at a bar called the Stonewall Inn. By the late 1960s, the gay rights movement was building momentum across the United States, but there were still strict anti-gay and anti-trans laws all across the country. Now, by June of 1969, police had raided the Stonewall Inn before. But on the night of June 28th that year, the police were met with resistance. Over the next several days, thousands of people rebelled against police, and the modern gay rights movement was ignited. For such an important event that inspired this month of observation, We are only just starting to talk about the role that people of color and transgender Americans played in this rebellion, all part of how America is now starting to mark this as a truly historic event. And so today, on behalf of President Obama, I proudly formally announce that his designation of the Stonewall National Monument is happening right now. That's the former senior advisor to President Obama, Valerie Jarrett, officially naming Stonewall Inn as a national monument in June of 2016. But more than just monument status, remembering Stonewall and Pride have been intertwined for a long time. The first Pride march in New York City was held on the one-year anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising. There were an estimated three to 5,000 marchers at that inaugural march, and today, millions of Americans march in cities across the country. So, this Pride Month, we wanted to take a look at what LGBTQ policies the Biden administration has enacted. And for President Biden, the issue of LGBTQ rights starts with reversing Trump administration policies. On Biden's first day as president, he signed an executive order that combats discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation, which helped restore protections for transgender people seeking emergency shelter and homeless services something the Trump administration had attempted to deny them access to. Then the administration moved quickly to reverse a Trump-era ban 
that prohibited most transgender people from serving in the military. And what I'm doing is enabling all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform and uh, essentially uh, restoring the situation that existed before with transgender personnel, if qualified in every other way, can serve their government in the United States military. And just last week, the Biden administration looked to take a new step forward for transgender Americans, although it could take years to implement. Here's Veterans Affairs Secretary Dennis McDonough to explain. We are taking the first necessary steps to expand VA's care to include gender confirmation surgery, thereby allowing our transgender vets to go through their full gender confirmation process with VA at their side. Another priority for the Biden administration is having an administration that looks like the country, and that includes nominating LGBTQ officials. For example, Pete Buttigieg became the first Senate-confirmed gay cabinet secretary when he was put in charge of the Transportation Department. And Dr. Rachel Levine, the Assistant Secretary for Health in the Department of Health and Human Services, became the first openly transgender federal official to be confirmed by the Senate. And while Biden's LGBTQ agenda is ambitious and would likely position him as the most pro-equality president in history, there are some roadblocks. Right now, across the country, transgender rights are the target of conservative Republicans. According to the Human Rights Campaign, states have passed at least 17 anti-LGBTQ laws, mostly targeting transgender Americans. For example, just this month, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida echoed GOP talking points around the country when he signed a bill that barred transgender girls and women student-athletes from competing in women's sports at public schools and colleges. In a counter-effort to that push, House Democrats passed the Equality Act earlier this year. Here's how House Speaker Nancy Pelosi described the importance of the bill. This is not about tolerance. This is about respect. This is about taking pride for LGBTQ workers striving to provide for their families and for LGBTQ youth struggling to find their place. This is an historic, transformative moment of pride. The Equality Act was originally passed by the House in 2019, but was blocked by the then-Republican-led Senate. And even though Democrats now have the majority in the House and the Senate, this piece of legislation could meet the same fate this time around. Vice President Kamala Harris acknowledged how this is something the administration still has to get done earlier this week in Pride Month remarks. We've come a long way, but there's still so much work to be done. We know that we have the Equality Act and we need to get passed. We know the issue in terms of the experiences our transgender youth are having around the country. But when asked about its legislative chances, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who had hinted at potential action this month, said, quote, it's a very busy June. And like basically every issue in Congress these days, there isn't a lot of bipartisanship expected. As much as Democrats are pushing for the bill, Republicans are firmly against it. Listen to Congresswoman Yvette Harrell of New Mexico debating the bill on the House floor. The Equality Act is anything but... Let's not be fooled by the title. It would likewise force both people and organizations in many everyday life and work settings to speak or act in support of gender transitions, including... As for the Equality Act's chances of getting through the Senate, 
It's currently sponsored by 49 Democrats and no Republicans. And as you might expect, it's Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia who is the Democratic holdout. Whether Democrats and the Biden administration are able to get this across the finish line remains to be seen. But many people's hopes are riding on it. That's it for today's special edition of the CNN Political Briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer, and Haley Thomas is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Mimi Mutesa, Emmanuel Johnson, and Eden Getachew, and engineered by Francisco Monroy and Dan DeZula. I'm David Chalian. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Happy Pride.